deserve. Let me try that one more time. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. What a blessed opportunity it is for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. And we thank God for our being here. And as we prepare to engage in worship this morning, I want you to do me a favor. For those that are watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, and YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, we want to invite you to share this experience with others. If you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. Tag those you want to invite to your post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Text this link of the worship service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. And also, we want you to do us this favor, too. If you're watching us, wherever you're watching us, if you would, put in the chat where you're watching us. We would love to know when you're checking us out. Amen. For those that are in the sound booth, I am sounding Irish. And so if we could, let's get that corrected uh, real quick. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm going to ask that Minister Jeffrey Stevenson come. He's going to lead us in worship. Why don't you put your hands together, give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Standing on your feet all over this place, all over this sanctuary, standing on your feet, giving God the praise, giving God the praise this morning. The song tells us, is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I fly on morning wings to the far western horizon, You'd find me in a minute. You're already waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he even seeks me in the dark place. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. So what David says is, listen, it does not matter where I go. It doesn't matter if I'm in the heavenly places. It does not matter if I'm in the realm of the dead. Because God, no matter where you are with me. So even in this sanctuary this morning, God is able to be with the folks in Ukraine, but he's able to be with you here this morning. Put your hands together. Give God praises today.
Amen, 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 amen. Continue to put those hands together. Lift every voice and sing. Let us continue to lift every voice even after February is over with, all right? Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm, the sixth chapter. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, How long? Return, O Lord, deliver me. O save me for your mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave, who will give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let me say that again for anybody who is questioning right now. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. Let us go to God. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. First of all, God, we come before you just one more time just to say thank you. Thank you for just being the God of our life. Thanking you for waking us up one more time. Giving us another opportunity to get this thing right. God, we just come to say thank you. For God, for those who are in the house and those watching you virtually. God, we say thank you. God, we ask that you would be with your people this morning. God, for we know that you're able to be in more than one place, God. And so we're asking that you would step down through time and through space, God, and be with your people right now. Be with us as we enter into this worship service. Because we can't do anything until you come. Somebody said he's already here, for I feel it in my soul. It is in your son's name that we do pray and give thanks. Amen. 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 Somebody say amen this morning. You may be seated.
time of Jesus. Each night. 
this year, we welcome from Jacksonville, Florida, Bishop Rudolph McKissick Jr. I don't need a shout out. I don't need a post on Facebook. I don't need them to tell nobody my name. My joy will be knowing that the Lord used me to help them start their business, to help them get their marriage together, to help their child get back on the right track, to help them feel their joy back up. God just you. Any way you want to use me, any way you want to use me, God use me. And then we welcome from Decatur, Georgia, the Reverend Dr. Cynthia Hale. We need to let this light shine so that others will see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. You see, people recognize who God is by looking at us. Just like Jesus walked the earth and gave evidence of a good God, a God who cared about people, a compassionate God, a loving and kind God. That's the kind of God they ought to see in us when they see us coming. They may not want to deal with us, but they will be attracted to the goodness of God that is in us and show through us and draws them to people who have not wanted to be and your finally, we welcome from Louisville, Kentucky, Reverend Dr. Bruce Williams. Want another the truth about your life. Because if you don't know, there might be somebody waiting to hear their story come out of your mouth. And if he did it for you, if he raised you, if he saved you, if he healed you, if he anointed you, if he picked you up, if he turned you around, if he placed your feet on solid ground, if he forgave you and he's feeling you and he's using you then somebody Mark's Gladness is a revival that you do not want to miss you can register now on Eventbrite to attend in person or make plans to join us virtually on all of our streaming platforms we look forward to worshiping with you March the 22nd, 23rd and 24th at 7 o'clock p.m. Thank you, St. Paul's, for welcoming us, Archwell Health. My name is Evan Volman, and I'm here with my colleague. And my name is Robin Tolliver Ayatunde. We are so happy to be with you. Uh, we are new to the area in which we are a doctor's office, a primary care physician for seniors, 65 and older. Uh, we have two locations located. One's right down the street at the corner of Eastway and Central Avenue. The other one's located closer towards North Graham and Sugar Creek. Uh, we're here today and as a membership consultant, I am out in the public um, hosting events, putting up tabletops, greeting with the public, letting everybody know who Archwell Health is. And I'm here with Evan today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much for allowing us a few moments of your time to tell you a little bit about Archwell Health. Archwell Health is a primary care doctor's office, as Evan said, but we specialize in senior care, seniors 65 and over. So seniors is all we do. So if you are a senior looking for a more specialized and personalized um, activity with your doctors, please give us a look. We have capacity for four doctors. Each doctor will have no more than 450 panel of clients. And what that means for you is personalized care, more time, um, 
structured and where they get to know you and you're treated like a person, not just a number. So we're here to serve seniors. We have an activity center. So it can also be your home away from home. Give us a try and we look forward to having you come out to take a tour. No commitment, just a tour to see who we are and meet our doctors and participate in some of our activities. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. We could do better than that. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We want to welcome you to the St. Paul experience, and we're certainly delighted and elated that the Lord has allowed for each and every one of us to be here. And this is, of course, is African Attire Sunday, and uh, you all look so beautiful as far as your expression of your African wear. Before I move on, I want to ask if um, Sister Lawana Mayfield, are you in the house? Lawana Mayfield, Lawana Mayfield. Wait, hey, come, why don't you come greet the body real quick? Um, Sister Mayfield is running for, um, I want to make sure I get this right, council at large. And uh, you were very instrumental in helping us to get uh, these apartments up. And I want you to come and greet our church body and just briefly share what's on your heart. Testing, one, two. Thank you so much, Reverend Dodger. Scott, hello, church family. I am Luana Mayfield, and on behalf of my pastor, Clifford Matthews, at St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church, I bring you greetings and thanks. I am not going to be before you long because this is also my first time back in church space because we are still online and we will be having a hybrid at some point. But it's good to be here, to be actually in the space and to feel not just God's presence, but the love. Choir, you are amazing. And you blessed me more than I realized I needed to be blessed from everything that's happened in our community. But I am Luana Mayfield. I will. I'm already on the ballot. We have had an interesting time this last two years. We've had a pandemic. We've had elections move back. I need the community to recognize and understand this year is very different. We have a primary in May. We're in February. People are still filing for election filing to be a candidate right now, all of this week up until Friday. We're looking at a July general election, not November, which is very different, Pastor. And this is a one-year term because we do it all again next year. Please, 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 if there's anyone in this space, if there's anyone online that says, my vote doesn't matter, understand that so many policies would not be created to keep you from voting if your vote did not matter. We can say, well, our ancestors, our grandparents, our great-great-parents did that fight. We still doing that same fight today. It just has a different name and a different suit on it. So what I'm asking for is your vote. What I'm asking for is your support. I'm asking you to follow my Facebook, follow my Twitter, follow my Instagram, Mayfield for City Council at large, because we need someone that's back in that office that listens to you, that's going to fight for you. Mind you, we didn't always agree. 
and I was a little outspoken, not saying that's going to change, but I might do it a little bit different since I'm 54 now. <laughs> but what I can promise you that I was, I was always be accessible. I will always get as much information as I can, and I will always be as transparent as I can to make sure you understand how these votes will impact you. I do have cards. I'm not leaving. Please reach out to me. Thank you. Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you, Councilwoman Mayfield, for coming by and being a part of our worship experience. And we greatly appreciate your presence. And again, to all of the disciples uh, of this church and those that are watching us online, we need you to participate in the election process. It's going to be all over the place this year. It's going to be all over the place this year. So whenever they say vote, go vote. Amen. The local election has more impact upon your life than the national election. Amen. If you have pets, you need to even vote for the dog catcher. So um, uh, just understand that the local elections have more impact on your life than national elections. Let me just say, I, I need you to do two things for me. I need you to do two things for me. Um, first of all, we, we are having Bible study. We're not back in person. Uh, but we have Bible study online at noon and at 7. Uh, I would love for each and every person, if on your lunch break, if you're not doing anything, log in, check us out as far as Bible study is concerned. We keep that to down to about 55 minutes. And so join us on Thursday at noon and at night at 7 o'clock for Bible study. Um, and the reason that I'm saying that is because I've been noticing our numbers online have been dwindling. And um, we really have no excuse not to go to Bible study. Let me say that again. We really have no excuse not to go to Bible study. All you got to do is do click, click, click. You're in. Click, click. You off. Amen. You ain't got to spend no gas money. We know gas is at almost 370 now. You don't have to spend gas money. You ain't got to spend 30 minutes coming to church and 30 minutes getting back home. Click, click, click. You're done in 15 seconds as far as getting on and then, of course, getting off and without having to do all that driving and spending money. So please, ma'am, please, sir, join us in Bible study. I do want to just say that when you join us, you can ask questions in the chat. I interact as far as the chat is concerned, and we will respond. The other thing I want to share is, of course, March gladness. And, of course, you saw the video earlier. I'm asking that those of you who can, please, ma'am, please, sir, join us for March Gladness, either virtually or in person. I would prefer in person if you can. Uh, we're going to start at 7 o'clock. We're going to try to get you out no later than 8.30. I'm making sure I'm trying to get the preacher up between 7.35 and 7.45 so that we can have a full worship expression as far as that's concerned. So with that, uh, please govern yourselves accordingly as far as our worship experience is concerned. March Gladness Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got some of God's most gifted preachers that are going to share in this worship experience. So please join us. The other thing I want to mention is that we're still having vaccination clinics here on Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the gym. No appointments are necessary. All three vaccines as well as boosters will be given. So please, ma'am, please, sir, join us as far as that's concerned. And let me just give this as a, another notice. That if you are sick, if you don't feel well, if your pinky toe hurt, stay home. 
Amen. Stay home. If you're coughing or your head is hurting or you're feeling nauseous, just assume you have COVID and go get tested. Amen. It's best to know and be found not wanting than for you to come to church and you have COVID and you spread it to somebody else. That is why we're still doing contact tracing here at the church. Last, I, I say this, that, of course, Mecklenburg County has um, uh, shifted mandates as far as masks are concerned. But if you come to St. Paul on Sunday morning, you're going to have to wear a mask. All right. And you're going to have to wear a mask because, you know, y'all be going all over the place. I don't know where y'all going. So if you're going to come to church, uh, you need to wear your mask to protect yourself as well as others. Um, We want you to come in person, but we want to keep this place as safe and as secure as possible. So please, ma'am, please, sir, continue to adhere to our protocols. I'm meeting with our core team. We're going to probably be in the future doing some adjustments to our protocols. We'll let you know about those adjustments. But guess what? We're going to do everything we can to do two things. Number one, keep our church doors open as well as keep you as safe and as sound as uh, possible as far as protocols are concerned. I am told that we have another guest here, and I'm just going to ask if this person would stand, Robin Patterson, who is running for judge. Robin Patterson, would you stand? Amen. Come, I tell you what, come briefly greet our congregation, and um, uh, I'm going to let you do that real quick. Scott, good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I am attorney Rhonda Patterson. I will be on your ballots this year as a candidate for district court judge. You may have heard our longest serving district court judge, Judge Ricky McCoy Mitchell, is retiring. And it was with her blessing that I filed for her seat. I look forward to bringing my life and my legal experience to the bench to serve you all with respect, impartiality, and without favoritism. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Ms. Patterson, for taking time out of your schedule to come and be with us. And again, city council, judge, commissioners, all of these uh, different offices need your vote. So uh, if you know someone that you want to support, please, ma'am, please, sir, vote for them. I want to uh, ask that we will prepare for prayer. And as we prepare for prayer, um, there are some prayer concerns that I definitely want to share with you all. As we move forward, as far as prayer is concerned, we want to keep, we want to lift up the family of Reverend Gary Sherman, who is the uncle of Dr. Monica Redman. Uh, his services will be held this Wednesday, March the 2nd at New Salem Baptist Church in Tigersville, South Carolina, quiet hour at 11, and the services will be at uh, 1 o'clock. I also, and I thought I had written this down, but I can't seem to find it, but hopefully I can remember. Um, I also, um, one of our newer disciples, yeah, I think that's it. One of our newer disciples, um, Joshua and Don Greathouse, uh, had a son that was uh, murdered this past week in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, Jason Chavis. Um, They were supposed to come get their certificate on yesterday uh, as being engrafted into the family here at St. Paul. And of course they had to get on the road 
Friday to go to Pittsburgh uh, to um, deal with his tragic death. So I'm asking that we will place Joshua and Don Greathouse, their son, the soul of their son, into God's eternal care on our prayer list. And we also want to lift up the family of Brother Robert Graham, the family of Sister Kathy Lunn, and the family of Brother Samuel Wade, and the family of Sister Jackie Clay. We want to lift up those families in prayer. We also want to lift up the nation of Ukraine in particular and our world in general. At this moment, we are closer to nuclear war than we have been since the Bay of Pigs. Saw on the news this morning that Putin has put his nuclear arsenal on high alert. If these aren't praying times, I don't know what is. And if we ever need the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Um, and so we want to lift up that nation, lift up our world. And I'm going to ask that Minister Jeffrey Stevenson will come and take us to the throne of grace. Let us go to God. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. God, we come before you and... There are those who are coming with heavy hearts. There are those who are coming with burdens. But God, we still come to you. Because we still know and we still believe that you're the God of our life. God, as we look around this world, we see war on one side we see death on another side we see inflation on another side and then we ask that same question that David wrestles with what do good people do when it all falls apart but just like David we make a declarative statement that God is still in control. That God is still a God who is in, he's in the heavenly places, but he's also still with us. So we declare that right now, that even as we look on the news and even as we deal with nuclear war, even that we deal with death and tragedy God we still believe and we still know we still trust and we're still a people of faith God there are those who are dealing with death this morning God if you would just be with them in their mourning time blessed are those who mourn God for you would just be with them and wrap your loving arms around them for those who are sick right now, we still believe in a God who's able to heal. By your stripes, God, we declare right now healing in their life. For those who are in the sanctuary, for those who are with us virtually, God, if you would just be with them in their homes, go with them now. Go with us as the family who travels to Look at the body of their loved one, their child, God. 
be with them, God. Be with us. Be with your people. It is in your son's name that we do pray. We pray and we claim it done because we pray and claim it done because we pray and we claim it done. Your son's name. Amen. 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 If you believe it, put your hands together. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. We can do a lot better than that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. We want to continue to move forward as far as our worship experience is concerned uh, through the act of giving. And as we prepare to engage in giving, there are many ways you can do that here at the St. Paul Church. The first one is by sending your money order or cash, I'm mean not cash, check to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can drop off your cash, check, or money order here at the church. Make sure you call the church office first at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. And then, of course, we'll put it in the safe for the following week's count. The second way you can give is through our website, Church Life or ACS. You can also give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. If you have a physical offering here in the sanctuary at this particular time, there is a basket on the row in front of you. And at the appropriate time, you can place your offering in that basket. You don't have to touch it. Just move, drop it in that basket. Our uh, count team will receive those baskets to be counted. So however you're giving this morning, if you would take your offering, if you're able to place it in your right hand, lift it toward the heaven, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to partner with you in giving. We thank you, O oh God, that you have blessed us to be able to give. We don't do it grudgingly, nor out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. God, if you would, take these gifts of ours and multiply them in such a Godful way that your work, your word, your witness, and your worship will go forth through this place. And you will get the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. If you would, if you have a fiscal offering in the place, if you would, just drop that offering in the basket on the row in front of you. Our counting will receive it. Let's give God praise as our young adult praise team come and blesses us with their gift of song.
Come on, let's give God praise. You all have blessed us tremendously as far as your gift of song this morning. And it's something I don't take for granted. And I don't think we take it for granted. I think that God deserves praise for our young adults. One day Trinity going to let go and we all going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. One day she going she gonna to let the Holy Ghost get her real good. And it's going to be over for all of us. Amen. We're continuing the series of sermons on um, the scriptures and the 1619 Project. And today we're going to talk about health care. We're going to talk about health care. And uh, I want to call your attention uh, to Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17 Luke chapter 13 verses 10 through 17 now I know it seemed like I'm nagging y'all sound team but y'all killing me down here and I just need y'all get me right uh, so I won't kill myself preaching because um, <clears throat> I'm sounding kind of airish Uh, Luke chapter 13, starting at verse 10. These words are printed in the King James Version of Scripture. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. That's, That's key right there. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the pastor, I mean the ruler of the synagogue, answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. He said to the crowd, There are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it. For 18 years to be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things done by him. I want to preach for the time that is mine as we talk about health care. Straighten out at church. Straighten out at church the black church has always been the center of activity within the african-american community ever since its inception we have gotten word about voter registration educational opportunities and as of late 
COVID testing, vaccination, and other health screenings, which have impacted black people in particular, and our community in general. In fact, anything of consequence when it comes to the well-being of the African-American community has been propagated by the local church. In fact, when it comes to health care, it has been the black church which has provided places, announcements, and ministry to those who needed it in a major way. While there are some folks who have issues with the Affordable Health Care Act, better known as Obamacare, it has provided much-needed health care for over 20 million uninsured persons, regardless of race or ethnicity. Since 2009, some people and certain parties have tried to repeal this act. In fact, in Janine Interlandi's essay on health care in the 1619 Project, she states, in the decade that followed, Obamacare has become a touchstone for both sides of a political debate that swung numerous state and national elections. Republicans promised to repeal and replace the law, and Democrats vowed to save and strengthen it, have echoed down through just about every national election since the original bill was signed into law. On the surface, these were fights over how to fix the nation's exorbitantly priced and deeply inequitable health care system. But charges of socialism and fear-mongering over death panels soon reveal deeper anxieties also at work, end of quote. This sister lifts how this country, when it comes to health care, is rather skittish when it comes to a certain group of society to be made well. Think about this. There are certain states, even now as I speak, especially in the former Confederate states, they do not want to expand Medicaid because it is connected to Obamacare. It, isn't it amazing how racism can so distort one's vision and mindset until you cut off your nose to spite your face? That there are more poor white people who will benefit from this expansion of Medicaid, but because it's connected to the legacy of Barack Obama's presidency, Republican legislators and governors shoot it down. Just think about this. How many people could be made better if they had access to adequate health care? Imagine how many people can have early detection of cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, which could save their lives. Think about how many people who are dealing with chronic illness and debilitating disabilities can be made well if they had exposure to a doctor or a specialist. However, this is not given to some because of racist tendencies that go all the way back to the post-Civil War period when enslaved persons were emancipated. If you think it's bad now, it was horrible back in the days of biblical antiquity when they did not have hospitals. And they did not have urgent care facilities. Can you imagine how pre-scientific and pre-technological health care 
were the status quo in Jesus's day. No pills like we got today. No access to surgery that could fix broken bones and straighten out bent spines and correct crooked eyes. No wonder people clamored at pools waiting for an angel to trouble the waters. No wonder people begged for Jesus to heal them on the side of the road saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. No wonder Jesus made a pharmaceutical salve out of mud, anointed a blind man's eyes and told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam and he was able to see because of the miraculous work of Jesus. And yet, in today's text, I want you to know that Jesus did some wonderful work in a place called the synagogue on a day called the Sabbath. You ask, what is the Sabbath? The Sabbath, according to Genesis, was established by God, the creator, after God had demonstrated God's creative genius in creating the cosmos. The Bible tells us in Genesis how on the seventh day, God rested. Unlike humanity, God wasn't tired. Unlike humanity, God was not worn out. Unlike humanity, God did not need to take a nap. But rather, the Sabbath for God was a moment of divine reflection and sovereign admiration about the work God had brought into existence. So in the Old Testament, Sabbath was a holy day for God, which included not engaging in secular work. However, during the period between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it became very legalistic to the point where maintaining the Sabbath was almost oppressive. For us as Christians, our day of divine reflection is now Sunday, not Saturday. And the reason why we worship God on Sunday is because Jesus was resurrected on Sunday and we now call that what? The Lord's Day. So our Sabbath is not on Saturday. Our Sabbath is on Sunday. So therefore, in the text I present to you this morning, Jesus gives a corrective to the meaning of Sabbath. Jesus is ministering in a synagogue on the Sabbath. He's teaching when his eyes land upon a woman who is bent over it. Almost 90 degrees. I don't know if she was suffering from osteoporosis, but she could not straighten herself up. Some biblical historians contend she suffered from what is called spondylitis deformans, where the bones of her spine fused in a rigid mass where she looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame. This woman had this condition not for 18 minutes, not for 18 hours, not for 18 days, not for 18 weeks, not for 18 months. But this woman was stuck in this condition for 18 long years. She lived in a position of forced humility. Her face always bent toward the ground like she was looking for a grave. Yet she's in the presence of the one who can do something about her condition. Jesus calls her out and declares her to be free from her infirmity. He offers her wonderful health care in the house of the Lord. 
He touched her. She straightens out and she praises God. However, the ruler of the synagogue got in a tizzy fit because Jesus healed on the Sabbath and declared Jesus to be out of order. This leader, this ruler of the synagogue, he would be a pastor in today's church, said that there were some other days that you could come and get your healing. But Jesus called this brother out by saying even the Pharisees would untie an ox or a donkey so it could go get some water. And when the crowd heard Jesus' rebuttal, they broke out with rejoicing. This woman was straightened out on the Sabbath, and the people in the synagogue broke out in a praise. Isn't it interesting that Luke is the only gospel that records this miracle? And I want to wrestle for just a few moments. What is Luke trying to share with us about this woman being straightened out at church? And I'll give you my one, two, three, and then I'll bid you all to do. First of all, it helps us understand how the place of worship can become a place of well-being. Let me say that again. The, the, the place of worship can become a place of well-being. One thing I got to give this woman credit for is at least she was in the synagogue on the Sabbath when she had plenty of excuses not to be there. This, 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 this woman had been in this condition for 18 long years. Bent over, broken, busted, and disgusted. She made her way to the synagogue with this condition, not looking for a healing, but just to get a word. Somebody going to catch their shout in just a moment. On the Sabbath, it was a time of rest and reflection and reception from the rabbi or the guest teacher. She was not looking for anything special Except a word from the Lord. All she wanted, church, was some encouragement in her condition. And she shuffled from day to day dealing with her so-called defect. She would come to the synagogue, probably unnoticed by the rabbi. She probably heard people whispering about her and her condition that she was enduring. Because back then, they would connect your condition to some type of sin. So can you imagine the folks in the synagogue? Can you imagine the folks in the church wondering what kind of sin she had committed to be in the condition that she's in? I don't even know how she got to the synagogue. I don't know if somebody carried her. I don't know if she shuffled down the dusty roads. I don't know if somebody walked with her in there. But I do know that she is in the synagogue bent over, not looking for anything special except for a word from the Lord. I'm getting ready to mess somebody quick, fast, and hurry because sister girl had a whole lot of excuses not to go to the synagogue. And, and it's a whole lot of us in today's culture that make a whole lot of excuses not to come to church either virtually 
or physically. But, but this woman is my modern day shero. Cause she was bent over, but at least she was in church. She, she was judged as a sinner, but at least she was in church. She was looked at funny because of her appearance, but at least she was in church. She wasn't expecting much, but at least she was in church. Can I give somebody a shout cue right now? Because there was a place, the synagogue, there was a special occasion, the Sabbath, and there was a person that wanted to meet her, and his name was Jesus. Let me bring it to 2022. There's a place, the church, there's a special occasion, Sunday morning worship, and there's a person that all of us should be seeking out, and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah, you, you got to give her credit for being in the synagogue. Oh, but there are too many of us who, who, who allow for the physical, social, financial emotional, relational, or spiritual condition to keep us from worship on Sunday. How many people you know won't come to church, won't log in on the virtual congregation, but they can go to the mall or they can go to watch the Hornets play basketball or they could go and watch the Panthers play football. Or they could go to the Walmart or Target. That's famous for that's that's Target. Uh, they could do all that other stuff, but they'll say to you, "I ain't going down to that church with all them other folk." But you out with a whole lot of other folk, and you don't know what they got. I know I'm meddling. I'm sorry. I I I, I know. I know I'm meddling. I know I'm meddling. If, if, I don't know about anybody else, but if there was ever a place and ever a connection I need to make in 2022, it's the Lord's house. Uh, 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 it, it's the Lord's house. And, and you know how folks are. You know how folks are. You, you know how folks are. They'll look at you crazy and they'll look at you strange. Uh, and we got a whole lot of people that make excuses. Folks down at St. Paul, they look at me crazy. I ain't, I ain't got enough money. I, I heard somebody was talking about me. I ain't educated enough. I, I done been through so much hell. I just decided to give God a break. I done lost my job. I done lost my house. My spouse done left me. My kids are acting crazy and batty. Uh, I had a loved one to die. Can I say something to somebody if you'll catch the sound of my voice right now? If there was any place you ought to be to deal with the debilitating conditions of your life, it ought to be the house of the Lord. If you can go to the mall and things aren't well, if you can go to your social club meetings and things aren't well, if you can go to work when your marriage ain't working, if you can go to school and take the test after you've been out all night long, if you can go to the club with your girls or with your fella after the breakup, then you ought to be able to make it to the Lord's house or at least log on to social media and check out what the Lord has to say because you never know how God's going to show up. And do I have anybody that ain't afraid to testify that when the Lord shows up, he will show up? I feel like preaching. This woman, this woman, this woman had this condition 
years. And on this Sabbath, ooh, Jesus is teaching. And on this Sabbath, Jesus saw her. I'm going somewhere. And on this Sabbath, Jesus calls her out. Jesus says to her, you are loose from your infirmity. He lays hands on her health care. And by the supernatural anointing of his divinity, because him being God in the flesh, sister girl was moved from bent to straighten up. Who am I talking to in the house right now? They ain't afraid to testify. You never know what the Lord going to do in his house on his day. You never know when God's going to move. You never know how God's going to move. And you never know with whom God's going to move. However, what I like about Sister Girl is that she was in the right place. At the right time, on the right day, under the right conditions, in the presence of the right person, with the right attitude. And Jesus saw her and called her to himself. And he said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Who am I talking to right now? Somebody needs to get this if you don't get anything else. When Jesus spoke about her being loose, she didn't move. I'm going somewhere with this. When Jesus told her to be loose, she didn't move. She heard the words, but she didn't move, not only because she was bound by her body, but she was bound by her habit. Uh Uh-oh. She was used to being bent down, and this was the only thing she had known for 18 long years. So she still bent over. Even after Jesus said, be loose, she still bent over. So Jesus, in a health care posture, had to lift her upward. And as he attempted to rise, she straightened up to her full height. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but Jeremiah raises the question in Jeremiah 8.22. Is there not a bomb in Gilead? Is there not a physician in the house? I don't know to whom I'm talking to, but can I tell you, yes, there is a bomb in Gilead. Yes, there is a physician in the house. Can I give this to y'all for free? Somebody gonna, somebody gonna jump and shout on this. We are the bomb. We are the ones that's expected to lift up a bow down head. We are the ones expected to help our neighbors out. We are the ones expected to help those who cannot help themselves. Luke, Luke, Luke says this woman had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years a spirit of infirmity for 18 years this means what you see in the natural has supernatural implications the negativity invading your life and holding you hostage to a condition that's not benefiting you is a negative spirit. Uh-oh. Uh, disease is a spirit. 
poverty is a spirit. Depression, yes. It's, it's serious, but it's a spirit. Addiction is a spirit. Gambling is a spirit. Negative sexual behavior is a spirit. Generational curse is a spirit. Lying is a spirit. Murder is a spirit. Uh, poor management of money is a spirit. The love of money is a spirit. Low self-esteem is a spirit. Blaming others is a spirit. I'm almost afraid of what I want to say because what I'm going to say might offend somebody. That's why some of y'all folks scare me. When y'all talk about, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Because I want to know that if all that other stuff is a spirit, then what kind of spirit do you have? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know I'm going to get too many shots because I got some spiritual folks among the house right now, but it ain't the Holy Ghost spirit. It's some of these other spirits I just listed. But God has sent me on a pastoral assignment right now to tell some man, woman, boy, girl, be loose from those things that's been holding you down and keeping you captive. Be loose, be delivered, be set free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something else that I'm able to extrapolate from the text is that you got to disregard those who are more focused on traditionalism rather than being faithful to God. Uh huh. I didn't say tradition. I said traditionalism instead of being more faithful to God. Jesus healed this woman. She straightens up and she started giving God praise. You missed it. Jesus lifts up sister girl, heals her. She straightens up. She started praising God. And in the middle of her praise, the ruler of the synagogue, the pastor, some deacon, some long-term church person, some judge Judy or, or, or Joe of praise stood up and told her to shut up. Now, now, now notice who he addressed. He spoke to the crowd and not to Jesus. And the rabbi becomes rather indignant. Uh, sadly, not everybody accepts the kingdom rule of God. Notice the rabbi in his proper voice. <laughs> you all know that there are six days in which you can engage in work. So you ought to come and be healed on the Sunday through Friday. Uh, the, 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 the synagogue is, is open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Those are the times that you can come and be healed, but you don't need to be trying to do it on the Sabbath. <laughs> synagogue leader. Pastor Rabbi was chicken hearted. He was a religious snob because he was more concerned about protecting the law rather than this woman being freed from her condition. But I'm so glad that Jesus I serve knows how to put him on chill. 
And I'm here to let somebody know right now that when you serve Jesus and you stand up for Jesus and you do what Jesus wants you to do, Jesus knows how to put your enemy on ice. Synagogue official was more concerned about protocol than procedure. More concerned about the Constitution. More concerned about the Robert Rules of Florida. More concerned about church traditions rather than this woman being healed and delivered. More concerned with traditionalism than outreach. More concerned about order than a breakthrough. More concerned about a constitution rather than the Bible. More concerned about rules rather than love. So he felt it was his job to maintain the status quo. And I discovered that sometimes when you maintain the status quo, folks don't get the help that they need. That's why, that's why, that's why Medicaid can't be passed in 12 states right now because you got certain folk trying to maintain the status quo because they know that if certain folks get health care, then it's going to turn some things as far as elections are concerned. Because here again, Obama has been out of office for nearly six years and you still got some racist white folks who can't stand what he did as being president of the United States. That's human order. Want to maintain status quo. Well, I'm glad that God has a holy order. Jesus said to the distractors, man, take a chill pill. Human beings were not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for human beings. Here's what I'm trying to let you know. The Sabbath is the right time to be prayed for. The Sabbath is supposed to be a blessing to the people of God. The Sabbath is supposed to be a day when you have unimpeded reflection and access to the living God. The Sabbath is to make sure that whatever the enemy did to you Monday through Saturday, that on the Sabbath, you could be re-energized to kick the enemy's tail. The, the Sabbath is the day where you and I are to at least be able to bask in the presence and the power and the passion and the purpose and the protection of the sovereign, majestic, and living God. This story, let me hurry up. This story is about rules and traditionalism. This story is about protocols and procedure. This story is about human status quo. All the things that make for civilized people, all the things that make life livable and predictable, all the things that proceed the way it's supposed to. And we need to have things a certain way. That's why we have order. That's why we have procedures. That's why we have policy. That's why we have expectations. That's why we have appointment books. That's why we have calendars. That's why most of us have caller IDs. We want to know what to expect, when to expect it, how to expect it, so we'll know how to act and react. Unfortunately, some of us take it a bit too far. Because that's why some of y'all go to the horoscope. Yeah, I know I'm making somebody hot as fish grease. That, that's why, that's why you hear some of us Christians refer to certain things as karma. And as a Christian, you and I should never, 
use the word karma because that is of a different religious persuasion that has nothing to do with our Christian identity and purpose. Uh, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. We, we don't believe in it, but just in case there's a bit of truth in it, we want to proceed accordingly. That's why some of us ask people, where are you from? What school did you go to? What side of town do you live? Who's your people? We want to know what to expect. We want order. We want to have this thing figured out. Why? Because we're creatures of habit. We prefer what is comfortable and what we know. And we certainly expect this from religion. And that's the problem in today's culture. Because we got too many folks in the church when it comes to this COVID-19 pandemic. Talking about, I can't wait till we go back in the church or get back to what we used to get back to. But I'm here to tell you now, back is gone. Ain't no back. Back has gone ghost. You can't go back. If you go back, you ain't doing nothing but signing your death certificate. Back is gone. God is in the process of creating something new and dynamic. And you can't go back to what you used to have. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I, I see folks logging off right now. What you mean we ain't going back? What you mean, we ain't going back to no two and a half hour worship? No! What you mean, we ain't going back to folks marching around to bring the offering? No! I'm trying to get this thing down to 90 minutes! No! That's why, that's why we have an order of worship. So we can proceed accordingly. Uh, we don't want no spontaneous interruptions. We don't want no distractions. We don't want no divergence from the order of worship. You know how folks are. They don't care if you're hurting. They don't care if you're crying. They don't care if your mama just died. If it ain't on the program, we ain't going to do it. If you don't get it from a sermon, then you need to go to one of them churches where y'all can do all the unpredictable stuff. If you don't get it from the great prayer where we just pray, go to one of those people that make a whole bunch of noise and don't mind distractions. Why? Because we don't know nobody healed here. If you got sickness, go to the Novite or or atrium. You want somebody to pray for you? Get on Facebook and use your computer as a touch contact. Because we don't do all that stuff up in here. Well, y'all may not. But as your pastor, if and when the Lord decides he want to do what he want to do, I'm going to step aside and say, Lord, have your way. I don't know about anybody else, but I would not want to go to a church where every now and then I can't feel the presence of God in the house. I would not want to go to a church where every now and then I don't see the Holy Ghost move and Sister Sally shout over here and, and Sister Mary Jane Wig goes up in the air over there and Brother Jack Glasses go up in the air in the back. I, I don't want to be part of a church where every now and then I can't feel the Holy Ghost going up and down my spine. I want to hear somebody at least every now and then say thank you Jesus out loud. I don't care if we have it on the shore run when the Holy Holy Ghost shows up. Lord, have your way. And God doesn't need a vote. God doesn't
doesn't need a change of notice. God doesn't need our position. Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm so glad I serve a God that don't need to consult with any of us because when the Lord said move, I'm going to move just like that. Am I in the place right now that somebody can give God praise? Aren't you glad that God didn't have to give anybody else permission to heal you, to deliver you, to bring you out, to wipe your tears, to lift up your bow down head? Aren't you glad that God did not have to consult with your mama, your daddy, big mama, grandpa, your enemy, your friend to bring you to it? I need for the Lord to show up and anybody know that when he shows up, he will show out. And when he shows up, he will bring me out. And when he bring me out, I'm going to be everything he wants me to be. Let me get out of here. I, I, I feel something pushing me right now. I feel something pushing me right now. Uh, I feel something pushing me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, something messing with me. I'm trying to be like that rabbi. I don't want to get too out of order. Because y'all might think I don't have proper credentials. I, I, I don't want to get too out of, too out of order. Because y'all, y'all might think that Negro really don't have an earned doctorate. But Jeffrey, I discovered in 53 years of living that the more the Lord bless you, the more you ought to give him praise. That, 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 that if the Lord has brought you from nowhere to somewhere, you ought to give God to shout because <laughs> here's the shout in the whole text for me the shout in the whole text is you got to embrace divine destiny to overcome years of disease dysfunction uh-huh yeah I know y'all missed that uh, embrace divine destiny to overcome years of dysfunction can I tell you where divine destiny shows up? Divine destiny shows up in the text where Jesus in verse 16 says, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, down the kickstand, daughter of Abraham. Jesus tells the president, who was probably a Pharisee, you a hypocrite. Every Sabbath, you untie your donkey. Every Sabbath, you pull your cow from the stall and take it to get some water. 
All right, let me translate 2022. Uh, every Sunday, you go to the gas station, put gas in your car. Every Sunday, you run your car through the car wash. Uh, that's considered work. So why is it all right for you to untie your donkey? But it ain't all right for me to untie this daughter of Abraham. <laughs> and lead her from the stall where Satan had her tied up for 18 years. You will release an animal for a day, but you got issues with me releasing this woman who's been tied up for 18 years. In other words, in other words, Jesus saying, this position of being bent down ain't her destiny. She's a daughter of Abraham, which means that she is part of the covenant. But because she's a daughter of Abraham, she's entitled to some promises. Because she's daughter of Abraham, she's entitled to some benefits. But she had to wait 18 years to get it. But hallelujah, she finally got it. Got delivered from her situation where Satan had her bound. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and when she, when she got released, yeah, when, when, when she got set free, the church broke out in a praise. Not only for her, but because Jesus had the boldness to stand up to the religious leader and tell him, you're part of the reason why folks are bound. Good God Almighty, I'm, I'm here to let somebody know that, that God has great destiny for all of us uh, that is not defined by our past, but is connected to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And God is ready uh, to straighten somebody out uh, here at church on this day. God is ready to straighten somebody out in this moment, in this time, and in this space. Uh, because God is tired of you being bent over because of your problems. Bent over because of a toxic workplace. Bent over because of a bad relationship. Bent over because of a rough marriage. Bent over because of uncertain health. Bent over because of ailing parents. Bent over because of low finances. But is there anybody in the house right now that ain't afraid to give God praise? Because God is saying to some man, woman, boy, girl, brother, man, you are free. Woman, be loose and set free. Can I preach it the way that I feel it? Your help can come through vaccinations and veneration. Your breakthrough can come through work and worship. Your remedy can come through therapy and your testimony. Your healing can come through medicine and miracles. Your cure can come through prescriptions and prayers. Your deliverance can come through surgery and a shout. And as I close this sermon this morning, is there anybody in the house that ain't afraid to admit we serve a God who can still heal you? We serve a God who can lift 
you out of despair. We serve a God who can lift you out of your sorrow. We serve a God who can lift you out of depression. We serve a God who can lift you out of debt. We serve a God who can lift you out of low self-esteem. And when the Lord lifts you out of your trouble, you shouldn't have no problem giving God praise. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. And the Bible says, when he said these things, all his enemies were put to shame. And the multitude rejoiced for the glorious things that he had done. That's my sign off cue. But I need somebody in the church right now that ain't afraid to testify. If the Lord has healed your body, you ought to give him praise. If the Lord has made a way out of no way, you ought to give him praise. If the Lord put food on your table, you ought to give him praise. If the Lord put a roof over your head, you ought to give him praise. you to know. You can be straightened out in the church on a Sunday morning if you are willing to come to Jesus and give your life to him as Lord and as Savior. Who am I talking to right now that this sermon was for you that you know the Lord can do some things if you show up at the right place at the right time under the right circumstances? Listen, as we prepare, as we prepare to open the doors of the church and to give some man, woman, boy, or girl the wonderful opportunity to come and know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior online or physically in the house. I want to lift up a prayer that I want you to repeat. And if this prayer is applied to you, I want you to make a decision for either Christ or church. And if you're watching us online or if you're in the house, I'm going to ask you to do something that is appropriate just for you. Um, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because if you make one step, the Lord promised to walk with you. If you make one, he'll make two. 
he'll make two. And so, if you would, just repeat this prayer after me. And, and I have all of us to do it because for those of us who've made a commitment to Jesus, it's a reminder of that commitment. But if you're here right now and you know you're not there, I'm asking you to do something that hopefully and prayerfully will transform, free you, liberate you, change your life for the better. All heads bowed, all eyes closed, repeat after me. God, I need you to straighten me up right now. Like this woman, I'm bent over because of sin. But at this moment, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I believe Jesus died on a cross for my sins. I believe God raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Straighten me up. Clean me up. Heal me up. Raise me up. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Listen, if you heard this prayer, give God praise. If this prayer is meant for you, if you're watching us on Facebook or on our church website, if you know you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior, type in salvation in the chat box. Type in salvation in the chat box. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what your next steps need to be. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the telephone, would you email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your phone number. By 5 o'clock tomorrow, somebody's going to reach out to you from our office to let you know what the next steps are. If you're in the house right now, you're in the physical sanctuary, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for real, for real. I mean, you know that you're not in fellowship with God. You're not sure where you would spend eternity. If that is you, if you're in the house, I just want you to do me this first favor. If you're in the house and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, just do me a favor. Just hold up your hand. Just hold up your hand. You want a relationship with God by connect, confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to do me this favor. If you got your hand up, if you got your hand up, I want you to come down right now. Please come down right now. I want to give you some information. I want to give you some information. We're not going to have you to speak to the congregation. I just want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you as you come down. We have one that is coming. Will there be another? 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 Is, is, hey, are they coming down? Are they coming down or are they leaving? They coming down? Are they leaving? They come. What are they doing? They coming down? All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We praising God for you. We praising God for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Will there be another? Will there be another? This is a call for salvation. This is a call for salvation. Here, here's my second call. My second call. My second call is a call to join the church through Christian experience or either under watch care. Christian experience means that you are coming to this church because you've been saved, you're baptized, you want to roll with St. Paul, you want to be part of our tribe. Watch care means you're going to be here temporarily. Uh, you're going to be here temporarily. And if you're going to be here temporarily, you can roll with us. You don't have to give up your membership. So if you're here right now, 
in this sanctuary and you want to unite with us as far as Christian experience is concerned, would you hold up your hand? If you look for a church home, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If that's you, would you hold up your hand? You look for a church home, hold up your hand, hold up your hand, hold up your hand. If you want to unite with us on the Christian experience, hold up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Let's continue to give God praise. Let's continue to give God praise. Will there be another? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. We got another that's coming. Do we have someone else that's coming? Walk with them down. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hear me and hear me well. If you're watching us online, if you're watching us online on Facebook or our website, would you type in connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, type in connect. One of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. Or if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on, listening to us on telephone, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. We have people who are joining us online and in the house. Let's give God praise. Let me... I'm a living witness that the Lord can straighten you out on the Sabbath. Is there anybody else that is looking for, that desires a relationship with the Lord or the Lord's church on today? If that's you, just do me this favor. And, 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 hey, listen, listen. Even if you are afraid, can I help you overcome your fear? Just shoot your hand up. And if you shoot your hand up, you ain't going to come by yourself. I'm going to have somebody to come walk with you. So if that's you and you want to be a part of the Lord's church, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. God bless you. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. If that's you, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Is there someone else? 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 Amen. 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 Be seated. Be seated. St. Paul and those online, can we celebrate those who have joined us virtually as well as in person? We can do a whole lot better than that. I want to maintain, I want to maintain my social distance. Um, if we were under normal conditions, I would come down, give y'all all a hug. But since COVID is still real, um, I'm going to give y'all the long distance Wakanda forever. All right. Uh, I want you to do me a favor. Follow these lovely ladies. They're going to take you in the back. They're going to have conversation with. Wait, 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 wait. Come here. Come here. They're going to take you in the back. They're going to get further information from you and let you know what the next steps are. Okay. So, all right. I'll do the fist bump. All right. We're glad to have you back. Amen. All right. Okay. God bless you. If you would follow them, amen. Let's give God praise. God bless you. St. Paul, can we do better than that? Can we give God praise? We can do a whole lot better than that. All right. We're getting ready to be dismissed. Stand up on your feet. Those that are watching us online. As we leave from this place and this space, but never from his power, protection, or provision, we're under the sovereign care of God. And now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. So only wise God be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever or and the people of God said, amen. Listen, take a seat just for a moment as the ushers dismiss you. 
I love you. God loves you even more. Can we celebrate what God has done in this house? God bless you all.